In kindness always is a way of being, growing and evolving. Your words, actions and contribution are your global heart print, your legacy. Welcome to the In Kindness Always podcast. I'm Amanda Mackay, sound healer and kindness advocate. This is where we create conversations, spark ideas and explore your emotional evolution. How's it going, Amanda? Good, thanks, Bindi. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've always got lots of questions. Yes, you do. You know I do. I'm a curious person. <laughs> you are. I'm forever curious. Um, when did you – I know you've said to me that like when you were about three that you had your spiritual awakening and that's when you knew there was something a little bit different about you. Yeah, which probably sounds a little bit hard to believe. But I went to um, Bali and had an Ayurvedic um, astrology reading mm. and because I knew my birth time, we could really pinpoint like right down to the seconds mm. when I was born. And so the guy who was doing the reading, who's done thousands and thousands of them, he said to me, he looked at me and he said, you know, you know what a spiritual awakening? And I said, yeah. He said, well, by your chart, you had one at about three and a half. <laughs> He's looking at me like, what is that? <laughs> and I said, well, that not that I remember, but I said that makes sense because I always found everything really quite strange. Yeah. You know, people around me and saying one thing but feeling another because I could always feel the difference with what people were saying and what they were feeling and never felt like I really fitted in anywhere. Yeah. And school was confusing and kids were just... <laughs> super confusing to me. I didn't understand kids at all because I think it was so different for me. Mm. So hard as a kid but yeah. now I, it makes sense with what I do. Mm. And we were talking about it before and I, ju- I just have to share this because when, <laughs> when it came out I was like, that's amazing. Um, you, it started when you hit the planet. <laughs> I wrote it on the board because I was like, I love that. I know. It, it it probably sounds a little bit far-fetched but I have always felt like I just don't fit into normal kind of, you know, everyday stuff. Yeah. It always felt very strange for me and trying to fit into normal social sort of things as a kid and as a teenager just felt odd. So, so I started meditating very young. Wow. Because that felt more normal to me. Wow. So not a lot of partying. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us like how how does it um this is gonna sound weird, how does it feel when you're you can feel what someone else is feeling? Well, I don't take it in, so I don't it's not like I am tapping into feelings in myself. Yeah. But I it's like I can I can really see and feel and sense what's going on with people. Yeah. So and that actually when you've been doing that for decades brings a lot of compassion for people. Yeah. So even if, you know, you're having a conversation with someone and they're going, this person's really annoying me and they're doing that and all of that, I understand the human element of that but I have so much compassion for what that person must be going through. Yeah. In that place of pain Mm. that that's 
that's where I go to. Yeah. How that person obviously needs help mm. because they're not feeling solid. So they're outwardly projecting all this other stuff, behaviours. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. So it must be hard for you to just sometimes just have a regular conversation or, you know, interaction with someone, you know, when you're picking up all these other things. Well, that is regular conversation for me. That's normal. <laughs> I guess I guess what I'm I don't saying know what is it's it, like any other way. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is um there'd never be small talk with you. <laughs> well, I can do it, but it's excruciatingly painful. <laughs> don't enjoy it. <laughs> At all. <laughs> it's not just the surface level with you. No. 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 It never is. <laughs> Even if I am doing small talk because it's more appropriate, mm. it it just feels deeper always. Yeah. Because I, I know what's going on with people. Yeah. Which freaks some people out. <laughs> it does. And I remember the first time you did it to me and I was like, wait, what? You, you already knew that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we hadn't even spoken about it. Like we never even met. I was just like, okay. <laughs> Well, that's that's what helps me do my job very mm. well. Mm. Is being able to sense those things in people, and the intuition you have is just incredible. Like you can pick up what someone's issue is before they even know. Yeah, because most of our stuff is subconscious, so we're not fully aware of it. Mm. That's just why in- people don't change things because they don't know it's there. Yeah, and yeah, wow. What you've done for me has been incredible. Um, the things that you've unsurfaced that I didn't know were there <laughs> um, have really, really helped. So sound healing. Yeah. I try to talk to people about this. <laughs> so th- let me tell you a story, right? Okay. The, um, the other day when I had to come see you, I was like, oh, I need to get some time off work to go see Amanda. How am I going to do that? I'm in a new job, right? So I'm like... What am I going to tell them? Where am I? How am I going to tell them I'm going to see a sound healer? You know what I said? No. I said, I've got a specialist appointment. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't lying. <laughs> True, it is pretty specialised. Not everybody does it. <laughs> but trying to explain to people what it is and what it does, um, even, you know, into the detail of, you know, what what we covered this week, um, you know, I, I quite often debrief with my mum and I tell her stuff or, you know, my friends and um, they're like, they either really get it or they're like, whatever you say. <laughs> yeah, I get that too. <laughs> it's like, um, how can we normalise this conversation mm. and help people understand what it is and what it does? Well, if I'm... Talking to somebody that I know is really not had healing before, I say to them, I do sound healing and then I'll either get a blank stare <laughs> or what? <laughs> I'll say sound healing. And then you can see them hesitating whether they actually want to ask me what that is or not. So some people just ignore it and look in another direction or find someone else to talk to <laughs> or they'll say Oh, what's that? So I say, well, I work with people to help them balance emotions 
or issues that are going on so that they can um, do more of what they want. So, you know, when people can't get that job promotion or they keep going into um, relationships that aren't healthy for them, it's because they need to change some habits. And then the other person usually goes, oh, okay, that makes sense because it's quite basic language Mm. and it's not going into the in-depth. People do not want to (laughs) know all of that sort of stuff. They just sort of... Half the time they're just being polite. (laughs) So I give them just a general kind of idea and those examples people understand. Mm. So I just say it just helps them then get a promotion or then they have better relationships, things like that. Mm. And that's generally enough. Yeah. And if people don't like it, don't want to talk about it, that's okay. Yeah. I don't need to talk about it all the time. (laughs) See, I'm I'm on the other side of the fence where I do. I have to let everyone know about this. <laughs> well, I don't I don't want to talk to people about it if they're not interested. Mm. Oh, if yeah. You, if I'm you're not, interested, yeah. I'll talk to you. I love talking. Yeah. yeah. But if you're not, that's cool too. Yeah, I'm not going to force it on people, but no, man. never. Ne- I never do. Mm. It's completely up to other people mm. if they want to talk about it or not. But I've um. I've had people who've seen the change in me and they're like, what, what have you been doing? What's going on? And then, like, you explain it and they're like, mm, tell me more. So, yeah, that's that's the kind of conversations I'm having is with people who can see the change that's happening in me Yeah. Um, based on that healing. Yeah, it's, it is interesting because I recently um, had a conversation where somebody said, so what are you doing now that I hadn't seen for, like, decades? And I said... Sound healing. Ah, so what's that? And I gave it and they're like, oh, oh yeah, I I need that. (laughs) They hate their job. And then it was interesting because another person said, oh, um, well, that makes sense because you're so calm. (laughs) How do you get calm? I'm like, sound healing. (laughs) (laughs) And... um, because they had so much emotion going on, they said to me, oh, well, you wouldn't want to be around me because then you wouldn't stay like that. <laughs> and it struck me in a, in a couple of ways that they were so unkind to themselves that they had such a, a low um, image of themselves. And I said to them, no, 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 like this is how I am. I don't take on other people's stuff. And I just really wanted to give them a hug. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, please don't think that about yourself. Yeah. Because it was just so, I could see the emotion and I could see that this person just under the surface was crying Mm. because they just felt so sad. Mm. And that is why I love doing my work. So I can help people transform that. Yeah. Because you don't need to live with that. No. No. And if you've had a lifetime of thinking that you're less than because of something that, you know, was either indoctrinated into you or someone said some stupid off-the-cuff thing and you took it as a truth, that's a pretty heavy load to live with when it's not true. Mm. Yeah. Because we're all beautiful people underneath all of the junk that's been piled on top of us. Mm. And 
I can see who people are underneath all of that. Mm. So that's why I want to help them move the limiting belief systems or behaviour patterns or whatever it is so that they can start to actually see that and feel that and live that too. Mm. It's funny. um, I was actually doing some math the other day. I think um, think I've done around 10 sessions with you now, something like that. Um, And... Just just the things that I'm noticing that I do differently, um, like how I um, see people now, mm. like I'm picking up on it too, like yeah. um, and you just like you've got this, 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 this <laughs> and you need a hug. <laughs> yeah, that's like the other day um, at my new job, um, there's, there's this woman and um, – I could just see there's this whole raft of stuff she's sitting on, you know, and I'm just mm. like, babe, just let it go, <laughs> you know. And I was just like, and I said to her, are you okay? Do you need a hug? And it was, are you okay, day? And oh, yeah. and I said, are you okay? Do you need a hug? And she goes, I don't do hugs. And I just went, good to know. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you just, you, you, you can look at someone now and just have a conversation with them and go, Oh, right, I see what you're dealing with. Yeah. Yep, I know what you need. <laughs> and it's heavy sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And that's really why I don't go into stuff with people because not everyone's ready. No. And I don't ever want this to be something that people feel like I've forced. Yeah. People will be around me sometimes for quite a while before they initiate the conversation about having some sound healing yeah but I know they were going to because I can feel their energy moving in and out like yeah like the the toes in the water it's out it's a bit cold yet (laughs) you know (laughs) the back and forth and people come when they're ready Mm. if they're not ready you know that the kids will be sick or something else will happen and it'll prevent appointments and things like that Mm. and that's just that's how it always works so when people say I can't come, so that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're not ready. You're not ready. Yeah. It's all right. And and that willingness, I think, once you've got that, yeah, you just know. Well, that's most of it. Yeah. Because people don't let go of things because what they know, what they're living, even if it's horrible, they know it. They mm. know how to cope in it. They know how to function in it. And they are only functioning mm. usually, but it's safe. Mm. Even if it's horrible, it's yeah. safe. That's why people don't make changes in relationships or jobs or whatever the situation is because it's, it's familiar. Yeah. And it can be all too hard, can't it? Well, it's scary. Mm. We are programmed as human beings to keep ourselves safe. Mm. So even if that is awful... It's better than the unknown. Mm. And they're old, 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 old ways of being, but they're still there. Yeah. So let's say we've made a decision, we're going to come see you, get mm-hmm. some sound healing. I've been there, done it. Let's let's just help people who haven't. Okay. Um, what's your process? So you haven't met this person before. Mm-hmm. You, you're using your intuition and you you have a conversation with them. Yeah. Take us through the process. Well, first of all, I ask them, is there anything that they want to 
heal and they either say, yes, this is what's been happening or I have no idea, I just know I need to be here. So we just have a bit of a conversation and find out if we can get to what it is straight away. Uh, Sometimes we only go to a certain level because that's what they're ready for. So no healing session is any deeper than you are ready to go to. Because there's no point in me trying to drag things out of people mm. if they're not ready. It doesn't work. And that's just traumatising. Yeah. Um, it's a very gentle process. Mm. It's not psychotherapy. You don't need to talk about things that have happened in your life because I'm intuitively given information anyway. Mm. So even if I find things sometimes and they're pretty heavy or, you know, pretty traumatic experiences, I don't always say anything Mm. because not everyone wants to talk about that. No. So what I do is balance emotion that is sitting in the field to a more harmonious tone and Mm. the, the instruments find it. It's like a resistance. I can feel it. And we're using the instruments to, to create the sound so the body recognises it as harmonious and allows the emotion to let go. So it's, it's like pouring water over a sugar cube. It just dissolves it. Now that's what you're ready to heal on the day. So there might be uh, more layers of that to work with at a different time but on the day that's what we're actually working with. So the more you do it, the more you're clear, the, the deeper we can go too because you're used to it then. Mm. You, you need to recalibrate to this new way of being. You can't just completely remove an emotional trauma because you, your body can't cope with that. Mm. We still need to get, oh, this is our new normal now. Yeah. It's a pretty common term these days, getting to your new normal. Mm. And then you start from there and then you you actually emotionally become more resistant, mm. uh, resi- resilient and not so resistant. And then you're slowly building it up. It's, it's building a new muscle. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. And, you know, you were saying you can't um, completely remove, uh, you know, emotional trauma or, you know, experiences that you've had. Yeah, mm. that's right. They'll still be there but you won't react to them in the same way and you won't store them in the same way um, is how I'm finding it. Um, so they're still there but they're not causing you the same pain um, that they used to, um, I'm finding. Yeah, and the longer you do healing, you'll pro- sometimes you'll be in an experience or a conversation and you will not respond yeah. in the same way at all. So you've, you have actually healed that aspect. Mm. So sometimes it is actually healed yeah. because that's not even on your radar anymore. Mm. And you, ha- you do inherit beliefs, systems and ways of doing things too. So they're all subconscious. So the way that you respond to things sometimes is not even really you. Yeah. It's just an inherited belief. Yeah, and you become more conscious of... of how you do react and and different things that you do or have become a habit that you go, oh, well, this is a lot like mum and dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, you just, yeah, you become a lot more aware of you 
Yes. So if you haven't had a lot of healing, the way that you might understand it um, is when somebody says something to you, when you watch a program or you listen to something or there's a song, you feel emotion in your body. Yep. You know you do because your heart Mm. will either contract or get bigger or you'll have butterflies in your stomach. They're emotions that you're Mm. feeling in it's the physical response to that. So when somebody is saying something to you, you might think, oh, that was nasty or <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. But you will feel it in your body. Mm. And a lot of it is in the solar plexus. Yeah. Which is um, where our power centre is. Yeah. So we either feel like some – that's usually when we're feeling like somebody's putting us down, mm. losing our power in some way. So – when you notice these reactions in the body, instead of focusing on what the other person says and like, oh, well, they're rude, nah, 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 <laughs> what we're doing with self-awareness is, oh, I reacted to that. What is that? What is that in me that's reacting to those words? Because the other person is just coming from their own pain origin. So what is it in me that needs to to move with that? So I've had experiences where a, a little while ago three women came to me and said, I don't like this, about things that I was completely not aware about. I had no idea what they were talking about. And I thought, okay, well... I'm not responsible really for what they're feeling but I need to look at is there something that I have been doing? Is there something that I need to be looking at? And what I came down to was I needed to heal some more stuff around my mum. So it was the female aspect that had been inherited, these things that had been inherited from my mum. And so I then became aware, okay, so am I really um, projecting that? And so objectively looking at it, those people were responding to things that they were going through, Mm. that they needed to heal. And that actually gave me the opportunity also to look at what I needed to heal. Mm. So instead of it being personal or you know, then confronting them about whatever. I didn't, I did not approach it in that way at all. Mm. Very, you know, I I did say, look, if this is what I'm doing, I'm really sorry because this is really not my intention yeah. at all. I don't generally create those kind of responses in yeah. people. <laughs> no. And um, so then just looking at, okay, well, what what is it that I need to... To heal about my mum. Mm. What is that? What is the what is the thing underneath all of these? And you can, you know, you can journal it. Yeah. And like, okay, it's this. And then you notice that you're writing a particular word a few times. What does that word mean to me? Yeah. What am I feeling in that word? Mm. And it comes down to, you know, rejection. Mm. Or abandonment. Yep. 
And there'll be a few people who are quite triggered by those words listening to this. Yeah. Because we've all had those experiences. Yep. So what we're doing is then looking at those emotions and healing those rather than going out and having a verbal confrontation with somebody. Mm. That's just my personal way of, of working through things. I know some <laughs> people do like to have a good fight but that's not me. <laughs> and if you do, that's okay but this is how I approach things. Yeah. So if I notice that I'm not liking something in someone's behaviour, yeah. I will look at myself first. Yeah. I mean I still am quite capable of saying to someone, uh, <laughs> that's not very cool, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But I always look at what I need to get out of that experience. Yeah, and I think I think for me as well, like when, when things are happening to me, I'm like, okay, so what is it in me now I need to heal? Mm. And I'm I do journaling as well. I get, get all this stuff out so that I can re- remember it for one and sort of just take another look at it and get it out um, and and sort of just go, oh, well, that makes sense now. Yes, and the other thing that is very important in this is to remember boundaries because mm. people will cross them. Mm. And the thing that I have found and, and like what I was talking about before is people seem to sometimes confuse my kindness and calmness for maybe being a doormat mm. or um, it's a weakness. Mm-hmm. And it is the exact opposite of that. Yep. I don't have the need to go and, you know, fight with people or control them or things like that because I'm pretty okay with myself. Yeah. So then I'm quite I'm quite good at setting boundaries mm. and that's often where I've had issues with people. Yeah. Is because they're like, oh, I can just treat Amanda like this. Mm. No. No, you can't. <laughs> and I don't do that in a nasty way either. Mm. It's just actually that doesn't work for me. Yeah. And it's a really calm way of doing it. Like that's not going to happen. Yeah. Sorry, but no. <laughs> and it works so actually, well. not sorry, but yeah. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly that's what my teenagers say. Um, so <laughs> boundaries are very important. So... Boundaries, when they're done properly, are done um, with strength. Mm. They're not yelled. Mm. They're not forced. It, it, you know, Very forthright. And if you looked at a lion yeah. or a lioness just sitting, you know, there is no doubt that there is some pretty strong energy going on there. Yeah. And they don't have to do anything. No. They're just sitting. They just sit. That's exactly right, but it's powerful. Mm-hmm. They're not having to run all over the place and screech or anything like that. They're just, just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're the lioness. That's right. You have the power. <laughs> so like being that. self-assured, knowing who you are, healing all these limiting belief systems and thought patterns and inherited stuff is what gets you to that place mm. because you start to know yourself better. Yeah. And... If instead of looking at things like um, being mistakes or failures or oh, I should have known this or why didn't I do that, you do the best you can mm. 
in every moment, even if it's not your best. Yeah. At that moment, that's it. That's all you've got. Which was the realisation we both had earlier today. We just went, oh, why did we do that? Because we need to learn that. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what happens. I um, mentioned earlier that I used to give myself a hard time about things. And this is why I can help people because I've had all these mm. amazing realisations myself. Mm. And once I got to the point where I thought, no, I couldn't have done that 10 years ago or possibly even two weeks ago mm. or yesterday because I got it today. Yeah. And when you realise that and you stop giving yourself a hard time mm. and you're kinder to yourself, it's a totally different way of looking at your life. Yeah. It's like things come up or you might make a, what you would call a mistake and you're like, oh, yeah, maybe that isn't the way I want to do things. Mm. Maybe I could change that. Maybe I could be kinder or maybe whatever it is. Yeah. It's a learning. Mm. Which is the purpose of life. Yeah. And I, uh, the other part to that is, is uh, as well, if I can get my words out, is <laughs> um, that everything happens in its own divine time. Yes. When it's meant to. Exactly. Not when you think it should. Mm. Well, you don't send a child to kindy and expect them to come home with a PhD in three <laughs> days, do you? It's like we've all got to learn. It takes time. It's that's, a process. That's actually a really good analogy. <laughs> yeah, so. But I want it now. <laughs> well, if you look back over your lifetime, we have got things now mm. that we did want. Mm. But because it didn't come in a big bolt of lightning and a bang and a hurrah, mm. people think it's not happening. But it is. Yeah. If you've really been working towards something... It's the little, little, little incremental things every day that make a big difference. Mm. You know, I didn't get to where I am now overnight. Yeah. I made a conscious decision at 18, which is a few decades <laughs> ago now, to um, unlearn and change the behaviours that I had learnt and was modelling from somebody else mm. that I didn't like. And once I became conscious of that, I was like, oh, I'm going to change that. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing ever since. Mm. And to do that so young, I think that's amazing. You know, most of us <laughs> would wait till we're 40, <laughs> as we do. Well, that was the purpose for me to become aware of those things young because this is what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah. It, it was for a purpose. Yeah. And thank goodness for that. <laughs> I actually, you know, there have been times in my life where I'm like, oh, why did I have that experience? You know, when you're still going through the process. But then like where I am now, I can see exactly why I had everything. Yeah. And even the most horrible, crappy, painful, awful things, I can see why it happened. Yeah. And... I appreciate the fact that I had the awareness to bring things about, to bring change. And if I had not had those experiences, if it had been an easy life, I would not be doing this work. Mm. And this is like 
mecca for me. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> I, I'm my happiest when I'm doing this sort of stuff, meditating, sound healing, talking about it, yep. you know, all of those things. It's like that's where my soul shines. Yep. So. It's and we all, all love it. It's all part of the stuff. The, the stuff. Um, and, and for me too, you know, like um, like all of the crap that we've been through, um, I don't think um, <laughs> there would be a 2019 Bindi if the 1997 Bindi didn't go through what she went through. Exactly. And, um, you know, again, just comes back to that divine timeline that we're all on. Yeah, and also there's another thing that I say to my children who are like young adults and teenagers now is when somebody is not treating you well, remember it's not about you. Mm. Mm. Their inability to meet you where you need them to be is about them. Mm. It has nothing to do with your value. Yep. Nothing. Mm. Not one thing. And that's such a good lesson to learn early on. Yeah, I wish someone had said that to me <laughs> at that age too. Because <laughs> it was just last year that that really resonated for me um, yeah. or even this year um, because um, I had a boss that wasn't particularly nice and, um, yeah, I just went, ah, oh, that speaks volumes about them, not me. Exactly. It made I, I was thinking all this time. What am I doing wrong? Why, why don't they like me? What 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 am I doing wrong? Why do they treat me like this? Because they don't like themselves. And then I went, ah, oh. mm, yes. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Clouds part, <laughs> sun shines in. <laughs> so yes, it wasn't me. No, no. It usually is not personal. No, it feels extremely personal. It's not. Mm. They're coming from their own pain origin. Mm. And then you start to go, oh, well, you you don't really like yourself. You're not in touch with yourself and so you're projecting that and you're, yeah, so you start analysing it and go, I'm not the problem here at all. No, I don't, yeah. But that's where your compassion comes in, Bindi. Yeah. <laughs> or you just step aside so that you don't end up in an <laughs> analytical spiral. Yeah. <laughs> but also... Coming back to seeing people are in their own pain mm. and then it's yeah. not personal. Mm. If you can really understand that, it's not personal. Mm. I remember my dad saying that to me quite some years ago <laughs> and I didn't respond well. <laughs> you didn't? <laughs> no, internally it was like, oh, oh it feels so personal. <laughs> it's like, oh. It was frustration and then... You know, he was right. Mm. It isn't. Mm. And your dad was a healer too, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He worked in healing for oh, somewhere between 25 and 30 years. Yeah. So he did, you know, drop a few gems in. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yeah. Mm. So it's um, it's all about self-awareness. Yeah. And not the personality mm. that you formed out of 
these experiences or belief systems. Yeah. Completely different. Yeah. Wow. It's almost, well, it is. It's like being awake, really. Yeah, it is like waking up. Yeah. Because people say, oh, that's just the way I am. Mm. <laughs> no. Nope. You can change that. Yep. I mean, we do have things that are innately us. Mm. But being rude's not <laughs> one of them. <laughs> or abrupt. You don't have to be like that. Yeah, that's not the default setting. <laughs> no. But then again, you know, there are people on the planet in particular ways for growth. Mm. They are they are here in a particular way to create change. Mm. So some of the big movements that we've seen on the planet recently are to create that change. So those people who were brought here um, that most people would say, oh, they're the most awful person on the planet and they did this and they did that and that is true, they did do those things. Their purpose is to bring change. Yeah. Because without those people getting caught doing those things, nothing would change. Mm. And it can be as simple as you know, setting a precedent in the justice system that someone doesn't do that again. Exactly. Yeah. There's a reason for it happening. Yeah. So there, there is the purpose of people who create the change in a great way and there are the people who are the catalyst for the change. Mm. So there is purpose in everything. It's not black, white, right, wrong. Mm. There's always purpose. Yeah. Even if you don't know what it is, it may not be for you to know. Yeah. And there's so many things you you go through and you go, you know, why did that happen or what what was the purpose in that? And then you, you let it go and you come back later and you go, oh, I get it now. Yeah, it might even be 20 years later yeah. and you go, yeah. oh, okay, I got that. Yeah. It, yeah. And when you get it, you go, oh, yep. Sunk in now. <laughs> and even sometimes somebody not treating you well is just a decision that now I know how I want to be treated. Mm. Mm. It could be that simple. Yeah. And um, something we actually were speaking about this week was um, accepting less than you deserve mm. is, is another big one. Like... Um, for most people. <laughs> I, I say that I've got a propensity for dysfunction. Mm. Mm, that's a big statement. It is. And it's all part of that accepting lesson you deserve. Yeah. I'm going to workshop that one. Mm. <laughs> Get <laughs> that one of, out of there. Yeah, bring a bit of change. <laughs> so those are very limiting things like mm. I can only earn this amount of money. Mm. I only deserve a person like that. Mm. It can really impact relationships because you're attracting people who who are dysfunctional or that don't fit with you on purpose. Yeah. For that that dysfunction to manifest. And it's just like, why? <laughs> yeah, we have complete choice. Mm. So there's always been a, a debate whether it's um, – Things are random mm. or whether, you know, it's On set purpose, in stone. Yeah. From a young age I thought I think there might be a purpose to our life. Like there's lessons we can learn but I think in that we actually get choice. And that has become clearer and clearer for me as I've gotten older 
I think we can have all these different things that we can experience and learn, but we have choice mm. in whether we want to do that or not. Yep. There's nothing, there's no great being, you know, exactly directing us in this. People will cross our paths and we choose whether we go down that a path a bit with them or for a long time with them or whatever the experience is. Mm. We can we can make changes. Yeah. Yeah, and I I've noticed that I look at things a lot more differently in in that area now since I've had healing. Mm. Um in that I can spot that dysfunction and go, Mm-mm, "No, thank you." <laughs> yeah, because you don't need to experience it anymore. No. No. Because you're aware of it. Whereas yeah. once you would have just dove right into that pool. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of backstroke. Yeah. No, I'm not drinking that Kool-Aid, thank you. <laughs> not for me no more. That's right. No. So that's choice. Because mm. you can keep going back into those behaviours if you want to. Mm. It's completely your choice. Far too destructive. <laughs> well, it's not as much fun either, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, yeah, and I think all of that then, you know, and we talk about this a lot is how everything's so connected. You know, how that in itself comes back to self-acceptance and, you know, your, your self-belief and all of that kind of stuff. It's all connected. And Absolutely. And if you're not healing all of that stuff, then you're going to keep perpetuating these patterns. Mm. Yeah, a lot of people aren't aware that there, there are patterns. Mm. Or there are things that they're... They're in a mindset that this is how life is mm. and that's where I am. I'm at that level and I do that job and I've got those friends and I do that on a Saturday and then on a Sunday I do that and, mm. you know, press pause and repeat. Yeah. So and it's a complete choice. Mm. And then you'll get somebody who has a bit of an awakening and changes things. Yeah. I have actually seen... Um, massive change in people. Yeah. When just one slight flick, mm. you know, if you start listening to what is being said to you in conversations, there are messages all the time. Mm-hmm. Especially if you hear the same thing a few times. Yep. Start listening to that because that's your intuition, you know, going, hey, Hey, you know, listen, you know, listen to this. And then people end up with injuries or other big things happening to get their attention. So yeah. it's better just to, you know, take a bit of notice early so it doesn't get to that sort of point. So really your, your intuition is the universe giving you a tap on the shoulder, really. Mm. You it's know? your higher self helping yeah. you. Have a listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we were talking before about... Um, how um, emotion and energy can be stored and manifest into physical things. Yeah. So for me, it's been a lot of back pain. Mm-hmm. And what did you tell me? You didn't feel supported. Mm. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> but you weren't supporting yourself. No. And that's where it comes back to first. Mm. So there's that. So what's some other examples of... Physical manifestations and how that comes from emotion or energy. Oh well, if you're if you've got a lot of pain in your feet, 
it, it's often that you feel stuck, mm. that you can't move forward. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to move forward or in what direction. Yeah. It's like I am just entrenched in this. Mm. I don't know where to go. So you might have a lot of feet pain. Yeah. Um, elbows are often to do with the relationship with the parents. Right. So the right side is the masculine, the left is the feminine. Okay. So if, you ha- if you'd like to just put your elbows next to your body. Yeah. The elbow is, a- is in around the solar plexus area, which is our power centre. Mm-hmm. So when you are doing any sort of energy, sound sort of healing, the solar plexus is representing power, which comes from the parents. So you were either empowered by them or you weren't. So um, the left-hand side, the feminine side, is like the unempowered and the right side is anger. Mm. Now, if you have a think about this, The feminine, unbalanced, feels like they don't have power. The masculine, and these are are generalisations, not balanced, comes out in anger, repression and dominance. Does that make sense? Yep. I'm not suggesting that all men and women have these traits, but energetically this is what it's saying so with the elbows you're looking at the connection with the parents Mm. and what issues are coming up with them okay Mm. right what about the neck uh the the back the neck is often about um paranoia paranoia Mm -hmm. so i'm not talking extreme mental condition of paranoia either it can be but it also can be over worrying about things and what are they thinking about me and what are they saying about me and you know that is a it is a paranoia mm. but um that's what it can be mm. Mm. a lot of stress a lot of stress so you know like a lot of people get neck pain but how much are you overthinking things mm. about what outward influences are coming at you mm-hmm. rather than your empowerment in your life. Yeah. So, you know, it's not just what people are thinking but is my job safe? Yeah. What about that? Mm. They get the promotion, what about me? Yeah. You know, that uh, paranoia isn't just some, you know, strange thing. <laughs> it's the overthinking Yeah. of what about this, what about yeah. that, but if I do that then that will happen. And you start going into this spiral of something that has never and probably will never occur. Mm. Mm. What are the headaches? That depends on where in the head it's sitting too. Right. So if it's at the front, I would say, what are you trying to block out? What are you trying to not think about? What are you trying to avoid? Yeah. The top of the head, where are you limiting yourself? Mm -hmm. Where are you telling yourself that you are not enough? Mm-hmm. Now, some people will be thinking, oh, I don't know about that. But if you have a real good think about what it is that's going on in your thoughts, mm. you'll start to see underneath that they are the things that are there. Yeah. And so the back of the neck, it's like you're being hit, being slapped all the time with either um, criticism, 
um, someone telling you not good enough. Yeah. It's like you're taking a hit all the time mm-hmm. in the back of the head and you could be doing it to yourself. Mm. It's not necessarily somebody else. Yeah. That makes total sense. Total mm. sense. I've got one more for you. Okay. Let's do it. Stomach. Oh, okay. Suppressing anger. Oh. Mm-hmm. Because we swallow our feelings, don't we? Uh. And we mm. push them down and down until they're in our stomach. So if there's any um, pain issues, food intolerances, I'd be looking at anger. Right. And it is not about aggression. Yeah. Anger comes from frustration. It comes from not being able to express yourself. It comes from somebody else limiting you and somebody not allowing you to be free to be who you are. Right. And a lot of that will be subconscious. So I had somebody um, many years ago and there were food intolerance issues and it was anger with the mother. Right. Yeah, outwardly, no issues. Mm. Loves their mum. Yeah. It's not about that. It's about that that person didn't allow them to express who they were when they were younger. And this comes from... Um, not the parent wanting to be stifling consciously or anything like that, mm. but they're, they're, they're afraid. They've had fear in their own life. Yeah. Don't do that. What if that happens? Yeah. Don't climb that tree. What if you fall? Mm. Don't play with that child for, well, I don't know, whatever reason. <laughs> you know, it's that constant bringing you in. Don't do that. It's not safe. It's not safe. It's not safe. And kids just want to run and play. Yeah. Shout a bit and giggle and have fun, you know, all of that sort of thing. And it can be um, something that's developed quite young. It's like, well, why do I not get to do that? Why do they get that? Mm. How come their mum lets them eat fairy bread? (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Why don't I get donuts? Sounds familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, um, why can't we go and do that? And it, it's the, the stifling of expression yeah. that can create anger, mm. which is is underneath, which is, you know, where passive aggressiveness comes from too. Mm. <laughs> oh, that makes so much sense. Mm. I lied. I do have one more. Okay. <laughs> you can have three more if you like. The mouth. Oh, not saying what you need to say. Really? Absolutely. Holding back. Now, this can either be holding back what you really need to say for your own truth or it can be a lot of spitefulness. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, pursed lips mm-hmm. where they don't actually say things but you know there's a tidal wave of disapproval pointed in your direction. Right. Okay. So it's not speaking your truth. Yeah. And it's also... Um, being nasty too, like hmm. those spiteful things that people say or they they think it a lot but they don't say it. Mm. Okay, makes sense. All right, my last one, I promise. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. The eyes. What do you want to see and not? Mm. And not liking what you see. Mm. Okay. 
Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. <laughs> You're looking at me on. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, we don't even have to talk. These are simplified. Yeah. Expressions of those things. Mm. There are underlying events that have happened or experiences that have brought those things about. Mm. Yeah, and it's just really a guide for, you know, what's underlying all of that. Yes, it is. But, you know, when you're balancing that emotion and that energy, um, doesn't mean that whatever that ailment is physically will go either, right? Necessarily. Because... You're not there to fix a physical thing. It's more an emotional thing. It is emotional, yeah. Mm. So it can lift. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes people have emotion lift out of the body and they feel it and they weren't even aware it was there. Yeah, which I've had. Yeah. Yeah. And it was scary. <laughs> but it was amazing. Well, you might think it was scary because you hadn't experienced no, it No, that's why. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what's happening and then I was like, oh, I get it now. Yeah, and it just feels freer, doesn't it? Yeah, and just absolute peace. Yeah. Peace and calm. Once that is gone, like no drug could give you that. <laughs> Not saying. So if you feel heaviness in your body, it's usually emotion. And when that is, when that's lifted, it's like your body is lighter mm. and you can... Breathe better. Yeah. Move better. Yeah. It um, makes a huge difference. Like so many times I get off that table I'm like, I feel lighter. Yeah. Yeah. I've even had – I had um, a client that was a yoga instructor and could even do yoga positions better that she hadn't been able to do for 20 years. That's amazing. Yeah, because the body was freer because we let go of the emotion. Yeah. Now another thing um, that – you and I have spoken about before, is it doesn't all just end when we leave you and we finish our healing session, does oh, it? Oh, no, not at all. This has um, long-lasting impacts and it's the, the awareness like what we've talked about that really makes a big impact because then you start realising other things and letting other things go as well. Mm. Yeah. And it has a ripple effect like you have mentioned before other people notice it. So we're interacting with the people around us differently, mm. which brings different experiences for us and them. Yeah. And you attract different things into your life as well as part of that energy. Yes, because you haven't got resistance as much as you used to. Mm. Um, but the other thing um, that I've found as well and, and probably a lot of your other clients have as well is um, maybe a few days afterwards or even a week later, sometimes you might just – I don't know, something's still not quite balanced and you, you get to know what the feeling is and you go, hey, Amanda, <laughs> this is happening. Can you help? Yeah, that's right. So I will either send a healing um, um, when people need it or they listen to the recorded healings on SoundCloud yep. that I've got if it's, you know, two or three o'clock in the morning <laughs> or something like that. Um, or it, they will go to that first. Mm. And then if it doesn't shift, then send me an email or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's – I guess it's a it's a really um, great thing to know that you, you're not alone through the whole process. Oh, no. And when I, when I say I, I send them a healing, 
they're just sitting or lying down wherever they are mm. for about 10 minutes. Yeah. It doesn't take long and I just do that distantly. Yeah. Mm. The other thing I wanted to ask you about because we've um, spoken about it before uh, in remote healing um, is when um, people who have passed are with you. Um, you can pick up on that as well, can't you? If they want me to. Yeah. If they <laughs> want you to. Yeah. If they want if they want me to tell you. Yeah. They will. Yeah. Definitely. Because I, I know my grandma's been here and, yes. and you mentioned that. Yeah, because she wanted you to know that you were supported mm. by her and she's with you. Yeah. Which is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. No, yeah. my one of my grandpas is one of my guides. Yeah. And that's really lovely. Mm. I like that. So, um, and that's not something you would you would normally <laughs> lead with in your healing or anything like that. No. No. <laughs> no, no it, it really is what I'm, the information I'm given is what you need on the day. Mm. So if I'm given the information about grandma, it's because you needed to heal it. Hear, mm. hear it to heal. Yeah. And you did. Yeah. Look at you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, something that we've just spoken about on another podcast episode um, was about kindness. Mm. It's one of my favourite things. Yeah. It's pretty much your mission, isn't it, to spread kindness around yes. the globe? That is what healing is about. Mm. It's being kind to yourself first and then that, you know, ripples out to other people. Yeah. But it's really understanding that a lot of these things that you don't like or you want to change are opportunities for healing. Yeah. And that is, is – it does take kindness to do that because you have to really consider yourself to do that first. Mm. You've got to want to do it for you. Yeah. And with without kindness none of this healing works really. No. And it's the key element in everything you do. It is because uh, because I can see what people are holding mm. and living with creates massive compassion from me. Mm. So that is why I do treat people kindly mm. even if they might not be kind to me. Doesn't yeah. mean I particularly like it. Yeah. You know, a, as a human being, mm. but I can see what's going on for people. I can see why they're in so much pain. Yeah. So, um, yeah, everything we, we're doing here, in kindness always. Thanks for being kind, Amanda. Thanks, Bindi. <laughs> Thank you for connecting. To open and explore the gateway to your healing path to kindness, visit inkindnessalways.com.